Hi guys, welcome back to Through Her Lens Podcast. Today I am really excited to get this episode recorded. I'm actually doing this way earlier than I normally would. Um, I normally don't record episodes until like Wednesday, um, but today is Monday and I'm recording an episode because for once in life I've kind of gotten my shit together. (laughs) It may have something to do with Virgo season. Um, for those of you who aren't like super into astrology, whenever we go into like Virgo season, Virgos are usually known for being like super organized and they usually have all their stuff together and they're very well put together. So whenever Virgo season comes around, if you're feeling the urge to organize your entire life or clean out your closet or purge some stuff, it's probably because it's Virgo season. (laughs) Um, yeah. That's pretty much how I'm at right now or how I'm feeling right now is I'm just feeling like I need to get my shit together. And so far, so good. I've been turning in my assignments kind of early. I've been getting stuff done. I've been cleaning the heck out of my apartment, organizing as much as I can because there are still boxes everywhere. Um, And I'm kind of getting into a routine of just living and grocery shopping and all that stuff that comes with having your own apartment Especially now that I'm alone, a lot of these responsibilities used to be shared when I had a roommate. So we would take turns cleaning and we would both maintain the apartment. But for the most part now, it's just me because I'm here alone. But I've been enjoying it. It's kind of therapeutic and kind of calming. Um, Recently, I went over to my dad's house and helped him clean his apartment. And we were kind of just talking about how it's nice to be able to clean when nobody like forces you to clean. Nobody like makes you do it. Because whenever my mom comes over to my apartment or when I'm telling her I'm cleaning, she's like, oh, so you'll clean there, but you won't clean at my house. And I'm like, yeah, because you tell me to clean or I'll be in the mood to clean and I'm about to get up and go do it. And then my mom's like, oh, make sure you clean this. And I'm just like, I was going to, but now that you said something, I don't want to. Oh my god, I feel like that always happens with my mom is I'll want to do something like nice or just kind of like out of the kindness of my heart and then two minutes later she like demands me to do it and I'm just like, (laughs) I was gonna do it until you said something, but I don't know. I have to thank my mom because honestly like my cleaning skills and my organizational skills definitely come from her. So thank you mom for that because my fridge looks amazing right now and so does my closet it's organized by color and the hangers are spaced out appropriately so thank you mommy <laughs> anyway um other updates i'm still working on that short film i had like a mini well multiple mini meltdowns over it because i was just doing so much and for a split second i felt like Maybe I'm in way over my head. I'm trying to do things like secure locations and I have to pay like basically just a small fee for that person that's going to be in the shop with us so that they're kind of like monitoring us. I don't have to pay like an actual like fee that they would normally make you pay for a shooting on their location, but I do have to pay that um, worker to stay there after hours. So it's like 20 bucks an hour. But yeah, when I was having to secure locations and do things, that were like just super legit when it comes to filmmaking, like super legit producing stuff. I was like, holy shit, am I am I doing too much? Am I in way over my head? Am I not cut out to do this? And I was talking to my dad because he also he's has his own company. He runs his own company successfully and he manages the team. And he's like, if you don't feel like you're in over your head at least once or twice, you're probably not doing something right. 
So I was like, okay, that's comforting because, excuse me, I have an entire team of people that are looking to me like, okay, what's our next move? What are we going to do with this? They're asking me so many questions. And for the most part, I've been able to answer them. There have been like maybe one or two things that have kind of tripped me up that I've had to like ask advisors or just other people who are more experienced in this industry. But I don't know. I was upset about that and I was beating myself up over those small questions that I wasn't able to answer. And then I realized like that's the whole point of this all. I'm supposed to be learning how to do these things and I've never done this before. So the fact that I've only had maybe one or two questions that have tripped me up or one or two experiences that have kind of gotten to me is honestly pretty pretty good, I feel like. For this being my first film that I'm producing on my own, well, producing, writing, and directing. So I feel like I'm doing pretty good. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. So I think that is pretty much all of the updates, except for I applied to work at a plant shop pretty soon because I do want to start working again. I kind of miss having that routine of working because the way that I operate is if I have too much free time, I'll procrastinate a lot more because I know that I have ample time to do like my homework or something. But if I have a job or something else that kind of like takes away time, my free time, I now have to budget my time a lot more wisely because I don't have as much of it. I know it might sound crazy, but I'm one of those people that just likes having things to do because it just, I don't know, it makes me stay on a schedule because I'm not a habitual person. I'm not a very organized, like scheduled person. I have to be forced to be on one of those schedules. So having a job usually helps me not procrastinate because I don't have as much time to do things because of work. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Also, I really want new plants in my apartment, so discount on that. And it's also just a really cute plant shop, so wish me luck and hope that I get that job. It's also pretty close to my apartment, so I don't have to drive super far out. I could honestly bike there if I wanted to. That makes me happy because I've been exploring my neighborhood a lot more, and I found that I'm in walking distance of like so many things, and that's a dream come true for me because I've always wanted to live in like a cute little city. <clears throat> and walk around to like the local shops. So I've been living the dream for the past couple of days. Um, Yeah, I think that's really all the life updates that I have for you guys. I should be slowly getting my apartment together pretty soon once I do start working and have like more income coming in. And yeah, that's really all that I have. But anyway, um, those are just kind of all like adult things that have come with being in my 20s that I've been trying to enjoy. Sometimes it's overwhelming, sometimes it's fun. Um, it's been definitely interesting. And that kind of leads me to today's topic of the podcast, which is going to be just life in your 20s and what it means to be successful in your 20s. Also, that feeling of feeling like you're kind of left behind or as if you aren't doing as much as you should be, as if you feel like you're just, if you feel like you're a little behind in life. This podcast episode is for you. I know that we all feel like that in our 20s, especially the millennial Gen Z generation, I feel like we have had a lot more added pressure and we aren't hitting those same benchmarks that our parents were as quickly as we should be. So I want to talk about that because that's been weighing on my mind heavy for the past couple of days as I've just been like becoming more independent and autonomous. I think I'm using that word correctly. I've been kind of just doing things on my own as an adult and figuring life out. So I really want to talk about that in this episode, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. As always, if you enjoy this podcast, please give it a five-star rating if you are on Apple Podcast. 
And if you really want to, leave a really nice review. I love to read those. I like to look at them. So yeah, without further ado, let's get into this podcast episode. So I feel like this is a common thing that I've talked about with almost all of my friends, and that's just kind of sort of feeling like you're behind in life, like you haven't accomplished as much as you should have at the age that we are. So if this wasn't clear, if I haven't told you guys or if you don't know, I'm 22. And usually at 22, you have graduated college, at least undergrad, and you are either going to get your master's or you're going to grad school or whatever, or you're going into the workforce. I have not done either. I haven't even graduated from undergrad yet because I switched majors. I switched from like general communications to film. And although it was a really smooth transition, um, switching different major added on like two years to my college graduation date. Like I, I was supposed to graduate spring of 2021 I did not graduate spring of 2021. I am still currently in college. And for a while that got me down, but I kind of don't really care that much anymore because I still have a couple of friends here that are also still in college and haven't graduated from undergrad for various reasons. So I'm finding that to be kind of the norm now. I'm finding that a lot of people actually aren't finishing college in four years, but every now and then I still kind of get down about it because I do have some friends who are in their careers now. A lot of my friends have started teaching, so they've been posting their like first week of school pictures in their classrooms. Um, I have some friends, I have like one friend, she's working at a hotel because she went into hospitality and she had two job offers recently. She had one that was kind of smaller and she had announced that she took that one. And then like two weeks later, she announced that she got an even bigger job offer with like Marriott Hotels. And I was like, holy crap. So now she's like working for their international hotels and she gets to travel and have all these like really cool experiences. And it's weird because we all had the same start line, but everybody's going to finish different. And that's been the interesting part of growing up and just seeing people's lives change, especially with social media. I feel like there's more pressure for Gen Z and millennials because we have social media. So It used to be you wouldn't know how anybody from your high school was doing unless you saw them on the street somewhere and you talked to them. Now I'm able to see their every single move. I see when they go out and get drinks on Saturday night. I can tell what bars they're going to, who they're dating, if they've had kids or not, where they've moved to, what jobs they have now or what jobs they've had. I know everything. I know everything from the moment we graduated until today. So it, it's overwhelming. It's a lot. I honestly love and hate that because there are some friends that I, I can't really keep up with, you know, by talking to them as much because they moved away. I have some friends who had married military spouses and now they live in Germany and they're having their second baby. So I like that social media helps me stay intact, intact, whoa, in contact with her and I can keep up with her life updates. But sometimes there are times when I really wish I didn't have social media because I've seen some of my friends get these really great jobs or have these really huge accomplishments and I'm excited for them. But at the same time, I'm kicking myself because I don't have that yet. So it's it's crazy, it really does suck. But um, yeah. And then in addition to just like benchmarks that we're not meeting that our parents met, for example, a lot of me and my friends are still renting apartments. I feel like people, once they got to like their mid 20s, they were looking at least ha- like at least at buying houses like my grandparents, I'm pretty sure, 
or at least our grandparents ate like our grandparents generation was buying houses in their 20s like if you were still renting in your 20s you were wasting money you were throwing away so much money and then now our generation a lot of us can't even afford a two-bedroom apartment actually not even a one-bedroom apartment plus the utilities plus groceries and whatever else you need to maintain the apartment like I can't tell you a single one of my friends who has an apartment that like I don't think they're paying for it by themselves I know a lot of my friends that do have apartments their parents are helping them pay for their apartment because it's just too expensive to try and do on your own even with like a decent job just entry-level jobs aren't even paying enough for that so that's one thing that I have some friends who aren't even like living in an apartment they're still living with their parents because it's just too expensive and their parents can't help them either so generations have different benchmarks and I feel like our generation has just gone so far back with benchmarks like you can be 22 years old not graduated from college still living at home with your parents and that's like a completely normal thing in our generation whereas for like our grandparents it was like you were damn near married with kids and you bought a house you were starting your life in your 20s we're not a lot of us aren't getting married until like 30 some of us are. I feel like recently a lot of my friends have announced their engagements. I feel like just like the past week, I've seen like four engagement posts, which congratulations to all my friends that have gotten engaged. Cannot wait to go to your weddings and have a ball. So excited for that. That is the one thing I will say about my 20s that's been fun is getting invited to weddings. I'm so excited for all the weddings that I get to attend. Baby showers as well, because all those have been fun. That is the most exciting part. But um, the other parts, like trying to afford rent, and bills and other things is the most scary thing in the entire world like my fridge is pretty much constantly half empty because I just don't for one I live alone so it's just like not necessary for me to fill a fridge because I would just waste all of it but like I also just don't really buy that many groceries because groceries are expensive so I don't have like all this money to be filling my fridge with groceries and going out to eat so there's takeout food in there it used to be like that. I promise you it did with my last um, apartment because I had a roommate, so it wasn't that expensive. But now that I'm alone, oh yeah, that fridge is never fully stocked. It is not. I don't go out that much to eat anymore. Like Life is just different. And it sucks because every now and then I feel like people are judging me. Like I have this really nice apartment and I still haven't like fully decorated or fully furnished it yet because that's expensive. Like It took me almost a year um, in living in my last apartment to find a coffee table that I liked that wasn't like ridiculously expensive and also fit in the space because I'm also having to deal with like really small apartment. So finding like furniture that looks nice and doesn't take up too much room is also hard. But then on top of that, trying to find furniture that isn't ridiculously expensive is hard too. So I don't know. I always feel like I'm slacking in some area of my life in my 20s and it really sucks because I want that independence. I want to pay my own bills. I want to have a fully stocked fridge. That looks like one of those fridge that you would see on like Pinterest where it's like organized in different categories and everything's labeled in nice little plastic bins. Like I want that. I want to be that Pinterest girl. I really do. But it's so expensive. And I feel like every now and then when I do post like really cute Pinteresty things that I do in my apartment, I feel bad that I'm probably making other people feel bad for not having those things. But I just want y'all to know like With full transparency, my parents do help me pay for all of this stuff. So, like, do not feel intimidated or don't feel any type of way if you see any of my stuff on Instagram that seems like it's just so perfect and my life is so perfect. Because I promise you, it's not. That shit is fake. I mean, not fake because 
I do pay for some of my own stuff. Like I had money that I saved up from work, but for the most part, like my parents do help me quite a bit. So don't feel pressured by me because I feel like that's also a thing with our generation is we feel pressured by each other because we always post the highlights of our life and we don't understand what's going on in the background or what led up to that moment. So although I'm upset about my friend's jobs, not really upset, but I feel a little bit bad that I don't have the same opportunity as my friends and I don't have that like really nice job. I don't know what it took them to get there. I don't know how many rejections they might have gone through or how many hours of sleep they didn't get because they were up all night working on different things to get their degree. So I don't I don't know where they had to come. And then on top of that, like at some point I know that I'll have my moment where I might be working for Netflix or Hulu or HBO or I'm doing some huge film project and all my friends are going to be proud of me. So I have to remind myself that my time will come and until then I have to continue to cheer my friends on regardless of where I'm at in life. Because everybody, like I said, we all had the same starting line because a lot of us went to the same school. We kind of grew up in the same neighborhood around the same income, like our families had the same income. So we had most of the same opportunities. It's just some of us happen to get to things quicker than others and some of us are taking a little bit longer, but we're all going to get there somehow. So that's just the one thing that I'm having to keep in mind. But like I said, I can't help but feel like I'm falling behind sometimes because I have friends that are getting married And I'm like, shit, should I be doing that? And I know my dad's listening to this. Actually, my dad and my mom are listening to this like, no, you should not be getting married yet. You should be finishing school, (laughs) which I promise I am focused on. But then there are times where I see like my friends having kids and I'm like, dang, did we reach that age where we should be having kids now? Did I miss that memo? Once again, mom and dad, I'm not planning on that anytime soon. I am too broke to even afford myself, let alone a child. But yeah, I think about those things where I'm just like, dang, like, Everyone's doing different things right now. And it's really weird because it's like, what should I be doing right now? Should I be traveling the world with my boyfriend or something like that? Like, do I have to like, I don't, I don't know. I have friends that are traveling the world with a boyfriend and I'm like, do I need to get one of those and travel? Do I need to go get married? Should I like, what should I be doing right now? I feel like once you hit 20, you're just like constantly wondering, like, what am I supposed to be doing? So that's kind of where I'm at. But yeah, I feel like this is a common thing and that it's normal. And I want to just reassure anybody that you are not behind. You are exactly where you are supposed to be. And if you just give things time, they'll work out because some of my setbacks have been my greatest comebacks. So originally, the school that I go to now, I got rejected from it when I first applied in high school. And that's because I actually applied to a whole different major. I applied to do like photo film, which is not the same thing as my major, which is cinema. Not at all. I actually would have hated it now that I know what it fully is. So I'm really glad that I didn't get in. I ended up going to a community college for a couple of years. And when I was at community college, I met my best friend and my former roommate. And she ended up wanting to go to the same four-year university that I'm currently at. So I ended up meeting a good friend because of that setback and she became my potential roommate and we were the same age so I knew somebody at the college that I was going to transfer to and I had someone to live with that was clean she was safe and she was responsible so that was a really good setback and it really helped me a lot and I've definitely grown as a person because of that setback and I've had many more where I can say the same um 
in the beginning, I thought that they were like terrible things. Like I was so upset when I didn't get into this college the first time. But looking back on it, I was really glad that I didn't get in because I would have hated that major. I probably wouldn't have stayed and I wouldn't be where I am now. So I think about these things. So even though I do feel behind, maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe I'm not meant to be at that benchmark that I think I'm supposed to be at at this point in time because I haven't learned everything I need to learn to be at that point or I haven't met everyone I need to meet to get me to that point. There's always a reason for everything. Even though that sounds super corny and super cheesy, I feel that it is very true. There's always a reason for everything. Everything happens for a reason. So... As my mom would always say, let your setback be your greatest setup for your comeback. I know that sounds super confusing, but just roll with it. Because like I said, you never know what reason you're being held back for. But usually, like hindsight is twenty twenty, so you will like figure it out later. Don't even worry about it. Just continue to live life as you are and you will get to where you're going. Which is something I have to remind myself often because I do have anxiety and I feel like I'm not doing enough sometimes when really I'm doing too much and I'm rushing and things are sloppy. So it's nice to just take a breath and realize that there's nothing that you can do to mess up um, your future. Like, I'm not saying to mess up your future. There's nothing you can do that can stop you from being where you're supposed to be. You're always going to end up where you're supposed to. There's nothing you can do to mess that up is what I'm trying to say for lack of better word. I'm just like stumbling over English today. But yeah, so I hope those little sentiments helped and you no longer feel like you're falling behind or that you aren't doing the things you're supposed to be doing because honestly, everyone has their own path. Everyone's going at their own rate and speed really doesn't matter. What's most important is as long as you keep going, just keep going. And on the topic of just keeping up and keeping going, um, that's pretty much how I define success because that's another thing I'm going to talk about in this podcast episode today, which is how do you define success? Because for me, I'm always beating myself up. I feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm not succeeding in life. I'm falling behind. And one day I had to sit down with myself and actually write down what success meant to me. What does success look like? Because you can't really measure your own success if you don't know what criteria success is for you. What are you supposed to be meeting? What benchmarks are there? So for me, I kind of basically summed it up to forward movement equals success. As long as I am moving forward in life and I'm continuously progressing, then that is success to me. Success to me is not how much money is in my bank account because that fluctuates There have been times where I've made a lot of money and there have been times where I haven't made that much money. So that's not success. I don't think that that's success. Some people might define money as success, but to me, it's not. Money is great, but I don't think that you really should be using that as your benchmark. Um, There are other ways to define success, but for me, like I said, it is forward movement. As long as I am moving forward, that's the benchmark for me. So What I mean by that is like, for example, I'm in film school right now and I think about the first class that I had or the first script that I wrote. That thing was terrible. Like the concept was there and it was good, but like formatting of it was terrible. Now when I look at my scripts, oh my God, I've improved so much in just one year. 
So that is forward movement. I have progressed from writing really good scripts with a good concept but bad formatting to now having good scripts with good content, good concept, and good formatting. And I'm to a place where people think that I'm a really, people think, and I think, that I'm a really good writer. And I can start putting my stuff out to competitions. I can actually produce my own stuff now. I'm, I'm actually putting out things that I've written. So that's huge. That's success to me. I'm, I'm successful. You can also define success as in like the people that you're around. If you feel that you're surrounded by really good and really wholesome people, you can consider yourself successful. You found a group of people that make you happy and support you and your dreams and everything like that. That's success. Um, family, friends as well. That's success. Those are things that are good and successful. Um, yeah, so I just, I really think that it'd be helpful if you're like me and you kept beating yourself up and feeling like you weren't doing good enough or that you weren't succeeding in life to sit down and actually like figure out what success means to you. Because once you do that, it'll be a lot easier to break down, I guess, that mental barrier and stop attacking yourself so much because you'll find out that once you define what success is to you, you've been very successful in life. Like I said, success for me was forward movement. So like I said, with the whole script thing, I've gotten better at writing scripts. I've also gotten better at just being alone and being more independent. I've become successful in that. I used to be really afraid to drive in my city by myself. I would always my roommate drive because I just felt like driving in the city was too daunting. It was too scary. I wasn't aggressive enough. And then I kind of got like pushed out of my comfort zone. And now I drive alone in the city all the time. I don't even mind. I somewhat enjoy it, quite honestly, because now I get to be a little bit more aggressive. And it scares the hell out of my parents. I know that. But I'm successful in that because I went from being super scared to now really confident I will go pretty much anywhere in the city. Um, still not that great at parking and finding parking, but I'm, I'm getting better. I'm, I'll be successful in that too at some point. But yeah, um, like I said, once you figure out how to define success, you'll start to realize pretty soon how successful you actually are and how successful you have been in life. And you'll feel a lot better about where you are in life as well, which I think is the most important part of this all. So now that we've defined what success is and what it means to us and how we're going to measure it on our own for our generation, I want to kind of circle back to what I was talking about earlier with benchmarks and how I feel like we're falling behind as a generation compared to other generations. And I feel that maybe it isn't that we're falling behind. Maybe it's that we have our own set of benchmarks that we need to set and not necessarily live up to the same ones that we had prior to. So with that being said, I want to redefine our benchmarks now. (laughs) So for us, I believe that, or what growing up looks like for us, slash like becoming our own people, our own individual selves looks like for our generation is we are moving out. I think that we can still consider that as a benchmark, even if we're still requiring some assistance financially from our parents, we are still moving out. Um, Even if we have to have multiple roommates in our 20s, I feel like that's still a good benchmark for us and we can still classify that one and we can still count it. Um, But for us, what's completely different from other generations is I think 
as we grow older and we start to move out of our parents' house and trying to formulate our own lives, we tend to back away from things that we were taught in the past sometimes. So for us, that can be um, keeping up with mental health and going to therapy. I feel that our generation values mental health and physical health a lot. We literally glamorized healthy living and healthy lifestyles through Pinterest and the that girl trend. For those of you that don't know, the that girl trend was a thing that started on like TikTok slash Pinterest, which is basically the poster child, I guess, of Pinterest. Um, It's kind of a girl who is very healthy. She lives a very healthy, glamorous lifestyle. She'll wake up like five o'clock in the morning, 5.30, do her yoga or go to like bar classes or just some kind of physical workout. Maybe go for like a, a walk or a little run in her cute little set active set or any kind of matching athletic clothing like leggings and a top and some cute shoes. And then after that, she'll drink her lemon water or her kombucha or matcha or whatever fancy, I guess, coffee that she made that day. And just things like that. We've glorified healthy living through things like the that girl trend and just Pinterest overall. So now we're eating like kale salads and drinking kombucha and a lot more water and we're doing a lot more healthy things that just our parents didn't do. I know culturally in the black community, um, our plates always had a lot of like food that was cooked in bacon fat or grease or just not really good things. And when I moved out of my parents' house, even though we didn't necessarily eat like that all the time, I did get some of those foods from like my grandparents and things like that. So when I moved out, I switched over my fridge to a lot more healthy lifestyle. Like right now, there are two things of kombucha in there. There's some matcha powder in there. There's cold brew coffee. Um, Things that you just wouldn't have found in my fridge, in my parents' fridge, like a long time ago, because those things weren't really made trendy or even really valued. So I think for our generation, we, a way for us to kind of like grow up and I guess, the way that we kind of, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Like, God, this is really hard for me. I think what defines our benchmark is kind of when you grow up and you decide to take care of yourself better, like health-wise and mental health-wise. Like I said, a lot of us are getting therapy because for some people I know they didn't have the best childhood or they had some toxic traits they picked up in high school. And so now they're working through those in therapy in their 20s. And that's really important because our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation did not talk about mental health. Um, having anxiety or depression was kind of something to keep to yourself and you were very private about that and our generation is not. Um, We kind of just accept that as you get older that you need to grow up and go to therapy and work those things out so that you don't hurt other people. And I'm proud of our generation for that. I'm really glad that we've decided that that's what becoming an adult means to us. That is our benchmark. You are an adult when you start going to therapy and you start working through your shit because that's really important to maintain any kind of relationship whether it's like an actual like romantic one or platonic friendships or just relationship with your family it's so important to go to therapy so i think that that's a good benchmark for us is just starting to take care of yourself mentally and physically so you get rid of all those sugary drinks you probably had when you were younger and you start drinking more water and you start going to work out a lot more and caring about your body and realizing you only get one 
I know that some people in their 20s definitely trash their body, but I feel like our generation really doesn't. I can't really name too many people that get blackout drunk anymore because I'm 22. Like, do I have friends that drink? Yes, but I really can't name too many of my friends that still go out and get blackout drunk. I think once we hit like 21, we were all like, okay, this was fun and we're done. We just sip on our drinks now. We do wine or just like really boring stuff, I feel like. But yeah, I think that that's a decent benchmark is that we move out of our parents' house and we start caring about our mental health and our physical health. I think those are great benchmarks for us to have as a generation. And I'm really glad that I defined those for everyone. Um, There probably are others that I just can't think about right now, but those are definitely the top ones that I can think of is that mental health, because we value that a lot. We check on our friends. We make sure that we're not falling into deep depression. We're very knowledgeable about mental health and mental illnesses and very cognizant of it. Um, And then physical health, same thing. We're very aware of how to take care of our bodies. I feel like that's so important and I'm so proud of us for that. So we may not be buying houses and getting married right away and starting our lives at 20, but I feel like we're doing pretty great with taking care of ourselves mentally and physically. And that's all that really matters. (laughs) Okay, I think that's where I'm going to end the podcast episode for today. I really hope you guys enjoyed our little chat, our conversation, because I know that I certainly did, and I've been loving talking about very relatable things, whether it's film or not. Um, Yeah, if there is anything else that you guys want me to talk about in this podcast, whether it be film-related or not, please reach out to me either through my personal Instagram or the podcast Instagram, which is linked in the comments. Comments, whoa. Which is linked in the description box. Also, if you want to be a guest on this episode, I cannot talk today. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, please reach out to me through the same social media and just let me know. I would love to have you on as a guest. Until next time, I will see you guys next week, I promise, with another episode of Through Her Lens. All right, bye.